Hello, and welcome to part two of episode 101 of the Rise Up Good Witch podcast, a radical approach to herbalism, self-care, and the tarot. This is your host, Tavi Elise. Thanks for joining us. If you haven't already listened to part one of this episode with the delightful Given Davis, go ahead and check it out. I promise you <laughs> that not every episode of this podcast is going to be two hours long, but since I'm a long-winded person and um, we were just having such a good time in this conversation, that's how it worked out for this first one and it seems appropriate. So this is going to be a shorter intro, but first, um, a few housekeeping things. I have an exciting announcement, which is that my apothecary web shop for my small batch herbal medicine business, Manatee Medicinals, is live. And I'm having a sale on most of my products right now. I will talk more about this in the future, um, but I have been a practicing folk herbalist for about seven or eight years now, and I make all sorts of excellent medicine. Currently available offerings include, I have nettles tincture, I've got bacopa tincture, I've got holy basil tincture, I have healing skin nectar, CBD infused massage oil, which is so yummy and good. Don't eat it, but it's great. Um, and of course, I also have pain zap salve, which is the main topical product I make for supporting chronic and acute pains and musculoskeletal conditions like fibromyalgia and arthritis. So all the fibrofems and the arthritis baddies, check it out. Um, but hey, don't take my word for it. Uh, you can find that and other supportive goodies over at www.manateemedicinals.com. On that same website, you can also find our guest inquiry form. We are continuously looking for guests, new and old, to connect with and have on the show. So if you're interested in being featured as a guest, whether that's via an interview, a plant person origin story, or a different kind of story, which is um, something new that we'll be doing this year, please reach out via that form and connect. We'd love to hear from you. We'd also like to offer a reminder that all members of our Patreon page who are at a $7 tier or higher will receive a 15% discount on the apothecary. I would love to encourage you to join and support me in making Rise Up Good Witch my full-time job for as low as $2 a month. I don't got a day job <laughs> and I want to create amazing work for this community. And I am also a disabled human with a family who needs to eat. Inconvenient, I know, but hey, that's capitalism. Um, I'm still getting myself set up on the Patreon for the year. So the patron rewards will definitely fluctuate and change over time. But go read about my current offerings. Um, that is at www.patreon.com slash riseupgoodwitchremix with two X's. All of this will be linked in the show notes below along with the show's new Instagram page, which is something you can do for free. You can go follow me and interact with my content um, on my personal page, which is at Manatee Medicinals. And the show page is at underscore rise up good witch 444. I just want to say that I hope everyone is doing relatively well out there that folks are safe and warm. There's 
a lot of very grim stuff happening in the world around us right now. And it can be really hard to feel centered or take care of ourselves. The Pisces new moon happened earlier this week, and I don't know if everyone else woke up on Monday feeling like you've been punched square in the heart by every emotion you've tamped down over the past year, or I don't know, three years, who's counting? But um, I sure did. <laughs> well, welcome to Pisces season, I guess. It's time for pools of dreamy, creative energy inability to focus because you're in your dreamy creative energy and also pools of tears. I have been finding it really hard the past couple of months to not surge with numbness or despair and grief over the state of the world, all of the violence, war, chaos, illness, death, it can, it can feel so big and heavy and it's really easy to feel powerless. Now is a great time to cry about it or journal about it or process with a friend or a therapist or a family or loved ones. Find positive, gentle ways to move your body in this episode, we talk a lot about the elements while we weave our way through Givens Tarot Reading for 2023, Year of the Chariot Ahead. And I'm um, thinking a lot about the elements just generally. Right now, there um, was a huge snowfall happening here in Portland, which is not typical to this degree at all. In fact, it's the biggest snowfall we've had here in 80 years. So even though I know intellectually that this is happening because of climate change, I am working with myself to just accept it and to also enjoy it somatically as much as I can. Watching big chunky snowflakes fall really brings me back into my body. I grew up in Southern Ohio where it snowed pretty heavily throughout the winter and it just reminds me of my childhood and it has been so quiet and peaceful where we are and I'm just feeling really grateful to be safe and warm indoors in this moment and grateful for every moment in my life that led me to this one. I hope wherever you are and whatever circumstances you're facing this week, this month, that you are able to take even a moment or two to rest, to recharge, to care for your body in a loving way, um, to just sit and find some peace, whatever peace looks like for you. All right, that's all for me for right now. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoy this episode of part two with Gavin Davis. appreciate you offering more information about like um the chinese conception of elements that's not something that i've really had a chance to dive into or rather that i for whatever reason have not prioritized diving into which i would like to more i've found a lot of benefit from practitioners who have that knowledge thank you yeah um I have two. Um, seeing a five element acupuncturist was like really life changing for me. 
when, I don't know, I think when you and I first knew each other, uh, probably around like 2012, 2013 or something, um, I had been seeing this woman who really offered me a lot of education during our sessions together. And um, it was really life altering for me. Like I had no idea at that point that I was going to go on to study massage or anything like that, but little things like that interactions as a patient being offered insight into just how to like bring more balance into my body. I was so sick. I was so sick back then. And um, it really helped me kind of like zoom out and look at things through a different lens. And yeah, like I was saying, particularly with the seasons and learn to live more seasonally. Yeah, it shifted a lot for me. And it's really beneficial. And I'm, I'm just, I'm grateful for, I've studied it somewhat formally, like in school. Um, I am not an acupuncturist and I am not an expert by any means, but it's something that I keep coming back to. intrigued by the things that and the practices that were led to looking more into just the the help us survive better you know and it's it's like that that little impetus that then gives us a gift that we are able to pass on to others mm-hmm for lack of better words, crip wisdom, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think that's like earlier question you asked me about, like, how am I offering what I'm offering? At this point, it's pretty pared down. It's just crip wisdom. <laughs> like about, you know, oh, yes. <laughs> from this perspective of like having been on the, especially when I thought that I was going to see healers who would then heal me. When I thought that that's the dichotomy of like, oh, that's the paradigm. I'm sure that's how it works. And then being like, nope. this isn't working. I still feel bad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, going to see like a million different naturopaths in Portland and learning the most benefit I got from seeing those people besides a few diagnoses and some medications were like, um, and then kind of like moving along when I felt like I had hit a wall with like what that person could offer me mm-hmm. and to me it kind of sounds like maybe that's where you're you have been at with reiki a little bit of like not just the problematic aspects of this doesn't feel so good anymore <laughs> right. and i regret certain aspects of this and like how i came into the information um and how white people are profiting off of it in this really grandiose way but mm-hmm. additionally like there's this something to this tarot thing you've been doing and it seems like people are responding to it really well i i freaking i love reading i love the the dynamic and being able to co-create the reading and co-create the space with whoever i'm sharing that time with because ultimately it is about them and ideally we are present i make sure to call in my people, and by my people, I mean the ancestors and the other folks who are watching out over over the reading as well as theirs, and there's, it's just a really beautiful exchange of information, 
And <laughs> over the years, I've become so much more comfortable with what uh, in the beginning felt more like a tightrope walk for, I think, the first many years, maybe until like 2016 uh, or 17-ish, I was pretty rote with my any time I was reading with someone. And of course, it was usually just friends or, oh, I'm stuck in an open mic waiting to go up for a million years. I'm sure you saw me sitting down somewhere <laughs> with my deck of cards out, you know, reading and trade for a basket of fries or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the valuable trade <laughs> indeed quite when we'll read snacky. for mozzarella sticks Ooh, that's a good reading This is a new segment um, on this show that I hope to continue where applicable, but um, you're entering the special interest rodeo segment. Yes. <laughs> yes. Rodeo music. Um, <laughs> so I want to know, and this can you can interpret this question however you want, but like, what is lit up for you <sighs> right now? Whether that is um, a sub part of that question is like what media are you loving currently whether that's tv or books or podcasts music movies so you know drag has led me to a, a couple new special interests over the last couple of months namely uh, the one and only prince mm. i love him i love him so 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 much i was in um a it was called the most important competition uh Prince edition first runner-up not too bad hey. um but in preparing for that piece and just watching videos of him perform and then watching interviews and then watching Purple Rain which I hadn't seen all the way through under the cherry moon and then graffiti bridge later and just like diving 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 into all of this work and the ways that he was just a freaking genius a freaking genius he would be in the studio with uh the band for like 24 hours consecutively and he's like oh yeah everybody else can go go home take a nap you're tired and then he would stay up and write another couple of songs by the time they went home slept and came back like he was always working wow paisley park was miked the entire place such that if he had like a little lilt of a tune it would be recorded and he could continue working with it just phenomenal also fashion sense mm, mm, mm. Um, yeah there's nobody like prince i adore prince and God, there's so many there's a project idea that i'm pretty excited about so i did mention to you that i created what I've called the Divine Chorus 
Playlist Tarot, mm-hmm. which is on Spotify, and it has 78 songs on it, one for each card in the traditional tarot deck. And that was a really good practice run. I think it's such a fun project. A lot of those songs are specific to me. Some of them I just threw in because it fit the mode or I thought it was funny or there's a little bit of a reference in it but I want to create a completely different one and I was considering which artist because I wanted to have more of a through line more of a consistent theme which artist has a uh, discography large enough and approaches like so many topics that it's likely that there is something in there that could be applied to each card Prince (laughs) wow I love that and like what a wonderful teaching tool and what a wonderful way to take a deep dive into an artist so i haven't started that yet but it is one of many ideas that are in the wings that i am enamored by other special interests uh lin-manuel miranda i love him so much i love his work i as you i i can't even count how many times i watched encanto over <laughs> the last I will be year. honest in saying I still have not seen Encanto and I need to. Oh, it's it's very good. It looks very good. It's very well done. I love how true they wanted to stay to the music of Colombia, how the instruments that they used in the the production and recording of the music. It's like, no, I need this instrument made out of this wood from Colombia. You know, it was part of the ethos and i think that's a really beautiful example of um really walking walk and i finally listened to hamilton and i did fucking love it do i really care a lot about u.s presidents no however it's it's just so well done and it's so compelling so i've been deep diving into him deep diving into jean-michel basquiat ah mm-hmm. adore adore door if you are not familiar phenomenal artist from uh a very very popular during his very short seven year career he was only painting for seven years that's um, so sad <laughs> just like, such a short run and like paintings <laughs> wow in seven years of of his career and the and so much exploitation, like during yeah. and after his career too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. So it's a really, really wild ride that he was navigating during his life, as well as like not having the level of support or tools to to be able to surf the waves of the press backlash. I, I think that's what, what really took him down in the end was the racist approach that so many journalists were greeting him with and responding to him with and not validating like the level of expansiveness that he was including in his work. Like he was using a technique called, um, what's it called? Uh, I might say it wrong, pintamento of putting an image or text down on on in a piece of art or on a canvas and then painting over it or scratching it out or obscuring it in some way therefore bringing the eye you know the attention 
almost zooming in on that intentional exclusion, inclusion, but exclusion, as well as references to so many, like Dizzy Gillespie and Miles Davis, and he's delightful. Plus, I will be telling a story about him at a little show called Drunk Herstory, but we can talk about that later. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm so excited for that. That sounds amazing. So the podcast that I can't get enough of these days, it's called Tarot is Fucking Cool. <laughs> I saw that the other day in my feed and I was like, huh, huh maybe it's, there's so many tarot podcasts. I was like, I'll give it a listen. I don't know. Is it good? I think it's hilarious. It's two Brits, two queer Brits who are both phenomenal readers. Sounds really cool. It's very fun. And there's a tarot factoid that blew my mind. I wrote it down because I wanted to share it with you. Okay. Okay. So tarot readers can interpret 1,258,350,960 potential combinations of cards in a 10 card Celtic crossbred. Word. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, whoa, 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 wind that back. <laughs> that's so many. And I'm like, I gotta uh, write this down. That is bizarre. So many digits in a number. That is a big number. Yeah, probability is not something that I've really thought about that much in terms of working with a divinatory system. Yeah. How about you? What are your special interests these days? Such a fun Oh question. gosh. Um, <laughs> I'm actually gonna be. I won't go too far into this, uh, because I'm rabbit gonna hole. <laughs> rabbit hole. I'm gonna. I'm writing like a whole post about this for Patreon, actually, about like my kind of top media for 2022, um, like what I enjoyed most last year. But I sort of a strained relationship with television, where I don't watch a whole lot of. TV because I watched so much television growing up, but I am, it's not a special interest, but I'm just loving Abbott Elementary. Hmm. It's such a good show. Have you, have you seen it? I have not. I'm writing it down. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Quinta Brinson's so good. Everyone in it is so good. It's so wholesome. It's such a good ensemble sitcom. The kids on it are so sweet. It's so funny and it's original too. Like I haven't really seen anything like it before and it just won like so many awards at all these award shows and to see all these black creators and actors like get their you know get their flowers like after the first season of this show it just yes. yeah yeah it's just really encouraging um been really into Abbott Elementary got really into um Rico Nasty last year for music um I had a lot of rage last year and just like putting on these really nice headphones and listening to Rico Nasty playlists on blast um, really helped me get some energy out. <laughs> um, and also lit up for me right now is like getting back into my yoga practice after having a yoga and exercise, just like I'm having a mindful movement practice. I'm like 10 weeks out from top surgery at this point. So, ooh, um, so yeah, I'm just like getting back into moving my body and building strength, getting some movement going. Thank you. Thank you so much. I feel good. I feel really good. I'm not, you know, like a hundred percent healed from all of my woes. Um, but I feel a lot better in my body and it's really nice. Good. Yeah. Feel less those, heavy. Those first couple weeks are rough. Rough friend. Well, rough. Friend, how's like a little T-Rex? 
<laughs> yeah. Um, well, my my amazing sibling Jenny came out and stayed with us for a month, um, which was so special to have them here um, and help kind of care give for me with my partner. And yeah, having help and supportive community was everything for that. So I'm just feeling really really grateful to be on the other side of that and to um, yeah to feel less heavy in my body. It's it's real nice. That's amazing. I'm glad you had good people there to support and care for you during that. Ah, may everyone have that. Thank you, truly. This brings us to the conclusion of our episode, which is this tarot segment. So uh, I'd love for you to do a poll, whatever, however you want to do it. I, I will, um, I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to, I'm going to leave it to you. Really? Alrighty, friends. So hmm, interesting. I tend to pull a theme card for the year, but I think the de facto theme of our year is chariot. <laughs> So I'm going to go ahead and just chat uh, chat for a second about that energy. And Tavi, I'll hold up a couple of these so you can see them. I love pulling from a number of decks. My most used deck is Ghetto Tarot, which is that first one. Oh, yeah. That's the um, Chrissy Road, the Sea mm -hmm. Road, Road Core deck. Mm -hmm. What's it called again? Next World Tarot. Next World Tarot. Such a great deck. I have a lot of friends who work with that one. I like this one. It's huge. I got the huge one. This one's really intriguing. So I love that we're looking at Water Rabbit this year and also have Chariot as the card. Um, I'm holding up uh, the Conductor card, which is the equivalent from the Portland Collective Tarot right now. And it's associated with cancer. And this is actually the only chariot card i've really seen that highlights that very watery cancerian nature and it's interesting to have a card that has so much movement indicative in it be most associated with this energy that i tend to equate with home right so there's a this idea to me of where do we locate the movement? And keeping in mind that the card is called the chariot. It's not called the charioteer. It's not really about the person. It's more about the vehicle. What is the vehicle we are collectively constructing such that we can move forward in the ways that we need to move forward, whatever that looks like? Um, and there's also the idea that it's uh, in many depictions of this card, there are two creatures, be they sphinxes, horses, elephants, orca whales, <laughs> depending on which deck you're looking at. But there are two creatures um, who are pulling this vessel who are usually their attention is a little bit split in two different directions. So the role of or rather our role when we see the chariot coming up, as it has for all of us this year, 
the question then becomes how do we get everybody in line looking in the same direction such that we can travel forward rather than spinning in circles mm. right so this also becomes very much about the use of our energy are you going to do a sprint i'm going to do i don't know a drag race across i don't know a, a desert road and then i'm going to run out of gas in the middle of nowhere like <laughs> that doesn't sound like we've prepared really well and it's interesting to get this card also like coming out of capricorn season and these retrogrades in mars and mercury that have literally said sit your butt down everybody sit your butt down and let's do some thought let's do some inner work minimally let's rest and recalibrate and attempt to approach differently so the questions from this this moment of transitioning, because I feel like the this year didn't actually start until we came out of those retrogrades. I was like, woo, happy new year. All right, we finally made it. <laughs> woo. I feel like I didn't even get out of bed. Right. And I know I, I got laid out. I was uh, sick for a week in there too. And I'm just like, wow, why? <laughs> but we needed that time to really think about uh, what, what, what it really reminds me of is when the bot, like our body is saying no, or our mind is saying no for whatever reason. And the only solution is to lay down and what comes to mind immediately when you're like, I really want to do this, even though mind is saying no, body is saying no, spirit is saying no, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, oh, there is a lot of momentum in, or uh, like internal energy that I already have for that. And now that can begin to become a little bit more kinetic. We can scooch that out into the world. We can begin to make some waves the the shadowy energy of that i don't tend to read reversals because all of it is encapsulated in the card itself plus maybe it's my virgo rising i like to flip all my cards so they're facing the same way all the time <laughs> <laughs> but usually in a reading i will i will feel perceive slash intuit whether there are some of the shadow energies at play so with chariot some of the stuff to look out for is are we stagnating are we unsure where to go maybe we had a map that flew out the window on the way out the road and we're just kind of guessing and not actually stopping to ask anyone for real directions you know so are we plotting our course to the best of our ability with the tools, resources, support, desire, um, that was just loud. That's really <laughs> not as much in the chariot card, but that was a loud word that wanted to come through, centering desire as we're moving forward and plotting the course. Mm. So watch out for stagnation. Keep your, keep your eyes on your map. You might need to replot, and that is okay. And let's just do a couple quick cards. And that deck is in my hand already. Can I say something that came up for me with that oh, card? please, please. Um, with, I don't want to run too much over our time, so I'm not going to talk. I'm going to make a whole other episode, I think, about the yin water rabbit year because there's a lot to say. 
but in doing some research about like, what is this year about um, and what are kind of the themes, I really felt that like, what is the vessel that's carrying us? I think it might look a little, you know, it's going to look different for every person. Mm-hmm. And this year is about growth, fertility, rebirth, but it's also about letting go of rigidity and tension and moving into fluidity and adaptability. But how is that with it, which is water, right? It's like to be in the flow of water and to not be resisting against whatever change is coming through. But just that that is going to look, it's not like a script, you know, it's not going to look the same for every person. So about how are we building or creating or rebuilding vessels for ourselves to like seek out that fluidity in the water. How's your boat um, look? (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. Like, and also based on what are the waters that you are traversing that are specific for you? I think that authenticity piece is really up really present in a lot of the conversations I've been having with folks right now and like not an unwillingness but just like just a hard no no go on continuing to do those things that don't serve so you two decks have picked yourself so you have the urban crow oracle and the ghetto tarot so what do we need to know Moving forward, just for these next couple weeks. Cute, 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 cute. Okay. (laughs) I'm excited. What do we got? So here's a thematic card for everyone from the Urban Crow Oracle. And it's Illusion. Asking us to, like, really see what our pursuits are, where our energy is going, how we're perceiving our our spaces our interactions our world and our own individual realities is in line does that suit me is that when i look at my reflection in the mirror is that what i want to see do i want to see a person who is using their time this way do i want to see a person who's aesthetically appearing this way do mm-hmm. There's also this energy of are the groups and communities that I am engaging with right now reflective of me in the ways that I need them to. Mm -hmm. There's also that vibe coming through, just things to keep in mind as we're navigating this chariot energy for February. So there might be some new conclusions that we come through. There might be some new directions, choices in where and with whom we are spending our time and on what is when we're redefining the direction that we're wanting to start making some real intentional movement in. So the card that's representing us collectively, anyone who might chance across this episode, is the Queen of Pentacles. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful, beautiful card when we get that queen energy. To me, I always think of Beyonce walking into a room. Like you would know. 
you would know there would be no doubt it's like yeah. oh shit okay <laughs> yeah girl <laughs> a palpable energy shift throughout the room <laughs> before you ever see her you feel her or so absolutely. i imagine <laughs> right i i would absolutely think you know so just that, that idea of someone who is integrated in energy so much that they walk with it, they move with it in the world, whatever that looks like for them. And being a pentacles card, that be also called coins in many other decks. We're talking about earth energy. We're talking about material stuff. We're talking about our resources, what we can touch, what we can hold, our money, our housing, our work. And I also like to include self-worth with pentacles too yeah you could say it's a little watery however i i think there's a a relationship between um how we how we evaluate ourselves and the value that we are willing to receive let's put it that way with the queen of pentacles coming up we are really being asked to step into the energy of owning our skills owning our resources owning the inner wealth that we do have to offer right offering pardon me um and offering what we do have to share in ways that are sustainable if you look behind the queen of pentacles there's this whole pile of goodies and fruit and just juicy nourishment that are available for her she's not running out so she's not in a space of depletion or scarcity it's i can give what i am able to not beyond that right and what's pretty cool um is the card sitting across from the queen of pinnacles or the energy that is modifying where we are right now this moment that we are being asked to step into is really beautiful and another big banger of a card we have a major arcana the two the high priestess who i just love i have to hold this very close for you to see her expression because she gives no shits nary a shit it's a very beautiful, wise energy who is sitting between the worlds, who who has lifted the the you know the skirts of the veil and is able to receive information as well as being in the world with that. Um, there's a really beautiful representation of the high priestess in the Portland Collective Tarot, if anyone's familiar with that deck, which shows uh like a grandmother with a mortar and pestle surrounded by these little magpies who are just offering messages in her ears so really be looking out for what is the information that is coming in to support us also what are the messages around that physical stuff around the material around the resources that might um might instigate you moving in a slightly different direction right it's like more information is coming keep your ears and antennas up everyone dang okay so i have three more cards i would love to talk about okay. and i pulled one for this past energy that we're bringing into the the current moment i'm just smacking the microphone because i get excited and it's the two of cups which i think of as like the the minor lovers card right and 
so this energy from the past, not necessarily being about intimate love or intimate relationships, any kind of relationship. This could be a business partner. This could be a housemate. This could be just somebody who is jiving with you, who is able to flow with you in your world. Or, um, you know, to flip it the other way, experiences where you may not have felt that flow, where you felt that flow is blocked or undermined in some way. So we're taking the knowledge of that moment from the past of what works for our heart. It's a cup card. It is about our heart. It's about our emotional being. It is about connectivity and being and flow. I like to think about surface tension when I think about that, uh, the water element of that. So taking those lessons from what was working, who was flowing in tandem with us right beside us or who was kind of like, rocks in the flowing river and taking that knowledge forward such that it's interesting i'm going to go ahead and talk about this card another queen to the queen of cups energy this is what we're bringing into the future we're doing it for ourselves like first it's like so of those moments where there was that connectivity there was that healing take the lessons of that and figure out how you can continue to bolster those experiences with yourself first with others as well but this is a very like fill your cup figure out what fills your cup kind of moment and it's the similar queen energy of moving into a space where we are walking our healing in the world and there's just this a little little birdie in my ear that's also just giving a tweet about um, the ways that we either have or have not been held in community being important to mention right now and I'm just checking in to get a little bit more information what they'd like to share about that more specifically <laughs> uh, so what I'm what I'm seeing is the image of somebody sitting at home like nobody's texting me you didn't even send me a meme They've forgotten about me. I might as well be a ghost, da 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 da, da which I know I've definitely done, and I'm sure other people have done that too, right? Flip it if you can. If you happen to have the spoons in that moment to offer that same kind of care to someone else, thus also receiving that connection yourself, please do, <laughs> is uh, the suggestion that flitted into my ear. And the last card, the foundation of this moment, what we're looking at moving into February, is the sun whom I love so dearly. This card has a most adorable little child on it. It's beautiful. Um, I love that deck. It's just gorgeous. And the sun as we experience it on this planet illuminates the earth. You know, aside from water, what else is plays such a role in supporting life and offering energy, right? And so what is it for us to begin saying yes and leaning further into our shiniest parts, you know, our glitter, our most glittery parts that allow us to show up fully that allow us to center joy 
as we're moving forward that allow us to center our creativity. I absolutely include that in with the sun card. And like when I'm looking at these energies together, particularly with these queens too, it just it feels like a, a validating statement of please walk who you always already are and have been. Please do that. You need to do that for yourself. You need to do that in your community. They're like, there's one more. <laughs> I can't help it. I feel like the sun and those queen cards really speak to this other factor of this being a yin water rabbit year. Um, a big theme is being not doing or at least discovering and exploring ways to find a balance between the two. Um, I struggle with my own relationship with authenticity with myself. I think a lot of people do, Absolutely. but um, I definitely do. And um, I think whole other conversation, but I think um, performance and stand-up can kind of fracture or like garble are um, sometimes it can be a vehicle for expressing our truest, most authentic selves or parts of that self sometimes it can actually kind of create static between oh yeah between the selves so maybe like there can be um space for us to ask ourselves about our different parts and what those parts need to show up authentically or what those parts what nourishment can we give those parts um in order to walk with confidence or pride, or just without agony, <laughs> you know, without it being a whole schlep uphill. How do we create that um, fluidity in the boat as our most authentic selves, like going towards the present and not, um, not like uphill backwards towards the past? Mm -hmm. All those cards really, that spread is really coming together for me. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's, it's, I, I love that you brought up performing and that interaction with authenticity because like when we, when we zoom back in time to stand up, aside from being dead tired, the other reason why I quit was that I did not feel like I was offering a gift. I felt like I was offering material that was very lowest common denominator and that's not what I wanted to be doing because that wasn't feeding me. Yeah, did I get laughs? Yeah, sure. You know, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but going in after, you know, what, like uh, six or seven years really not having performed in the world at all and coming back into a new mode of performance having had that experience and knowing that I have um, I want to be centering either my own creative exploration I want to be creating a sense of awe maybe I just want to do something that is absolutely scandalous and hilarious <laughs> but I feel like I am 
good and I feel still in alignment with the things that I'm creating um, as long as I can identify where the purpose lives within and what, where the meaning lives within it for me. And if mm -hmm. it's not there, I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. If it's not fun, if drag becomes a yeah. chore, it's like, well, mm -hmm. why would I, why would I do that? And I think with the community piece too, um, forget which card you're mentioning about, like, are you in the room? Are you in a room where you're being held like with love or compassion or open arms, or at least without judgment? Um, what rooms are you in? And are those the right rooms for you? There, there are other rooms. There are other people to hang out with besides like drunk stand-up comics. Um, <laughs> no shade, but like there, you know, I had 100. to go. I had to go. Yeah. That was who I was like, these are my people. And like, I finally found my like space where I can be myself. But really, I was just like performing my, yes, what I was doing was authentic. Mm -hmm. But I was performing like at the time, I was performing my pain mm -hmm. for like mm -hmm. people who were not expecting, <laughs> not expecting that. They were expecting a one two punch. And then a lot of the stuff I did was like where's the punchline man like yeah it was funny but it was weird um yeah. <laughs> and i think like when for example you being in this drag realm now like people are kind of down for whatever mm -hmm. and they're not just expecting everybody to come out and perform in the same structure or the same like one two three four five six like the same measure you know like people are uh, I think kind of sitting with open arms, like really not knowing what to expect and expecting that some wild stuff is going to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. And particularly and the in the Portland scene, too. Like, it's so much more open. Folks are so darn creative. And I just love seeing what what people bring when they're on stage, like how like whether there is or is not a theme, like how they've treated it, how it's moved through their personal cipher. And like also as far as I've, and this is, you know, mostly hearsay because I am really new to the drag scene in Portland um, still, that it's not like that everywhere. It's, you know, it's a binary mm -hmm. drag scene in other towns. Mm-hmm. Gross. <laughs> boring why <laughs> come on queers let's let's get it together and there there are so many ways of expressing ourselves and what i really love about track performance is that folks are so stoked to see you in your full joy they're stoked to see you having fun and just doing it on stage which also for me inspires me to continue the line of questioning what does feel good what does feel fun like i feel like with stand-up there's a lot of pandering it's like okay here's mm -hmm. the algorithm insert a joke here do a callback there blah, 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 you know and it's like yes this is the this is what you do to make the funny happen the happen. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> this is what you do to get the like the audience applause box to light up um you know like right. the sitcom box um i think a big reason why i stopped too is because like not only was i not really 
finding joy in doing it but like there's so much pain and hurt and like oh yeah energetically it is it can be a dark realm to be in Mm -hmm. as a performer um and it's difficult to you know like I don't drink and I didn't drink when I did comedy and if I got drink tickets it's like well if I can't use these for mozzarella sticks then like what's the point like Like, okay I'm just gonna hang out in this room with people until 2 a.m with two pepsis like (laughs) but um all that to say like I I was like maybe there's maybe there's like more joy for me somewhere else um and maybe I can hang out around a different it's not good or bad it's just like maybe I can hang out around a different energy or a different community and see how that feels um and maybe it won't be the end all or be all like the next place you go to or the next room you walk into maybe it won't be you won't be there forever or maybe it's not your like 100 your people or um your vibe but it's worth exploring and i think i see a lot of that happening for folks this year for the collective is just like um being open-minded to what you don't know yet or to people you haven't met yet or to Mm. yeah ideas and perspectives that are new to you and instead of being like well no that's not my that's not my thing I don't do religion or like I don't do spirituality or like I already have my own you know my own beliefs um instead of just just recognizing like oh I have some walls up there and maybe maybe I could listen to this different perspective and imagine how it's beneficial for that person or (laughs) you know engaging with things that are beyond our own experience right we can always learn there is always something you can learn from any situation like that also reminds me of stand-up back when I would intentionally get myself in stupid situations just so I would have five minutes, like three more minutes of material. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's like, is that a good idea? Yeah, sure. Talk about an energy drain. And yeah, same, 100% same. I was just like, whoa, I'm in it for the stories, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I will get in anybody's car. I will not think about it twice. I will just Mm -hmm. do things. Yep. Um, You know, there's- there's 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 exploring and then there's also like okay but with you know with um within reason (laughs) right also we're in human bodies and it's nice to know that they will be safe at the end of the day to the best of our ability based on our decision making processes yeah (laughs) and there's so much to be learned from cross-pollination when we have a willingness to engage with folks who are maybe in like different corners of the art world different corners of the nonprofit world of people are out here doing that good good on you uh. god bless <laughs> god bless you best of luck yeah stay hydrated <laughs> thank stay you grounded protect your energy we love you mm-hmm. um enjoy the mindfulness seminar <laughs> <laughs> you know that's a whole tangent i can't yeah. even can't even <laughs> Uh, well i think that is a wonderful place to wrap up um thank you so much for that beautiful poll was there anything else you you wanted to add to put a pin in that or anything else that came up for you 
Yeah, one last thing to put a pin on it, and it's one last card that just it, it was blinking at me. The world, which is mm. beautiful. It's another major arcana. It's the last of the major arcana. It's it's the end of the journey in a really beautiful way. And the world, to me, being about a moment where we have done some fierce inner work, you know, where we have sat down, we've done whatever queries, inventories, soul searching, um, navel gazing, if you want to call it that that we needed to do in order to like really get the lessons, get the wisdom, get the knowledge and integrate those past experiences as much as possible such that we can walk forward with that strength such that there are, how do I want to say that? Such that we have, were more in alignment with the narrative that we are holding for ourselves as we move forward. Hmm. So how do you want to rewrite your story right now? What comes with you? What gets composted along the way? Do you find yourself shrinking at any point on your journey? Why? Is that around everyone? Is that around specific people? And can it be playful? And we walk forward with joy, creativity, and play. I like to talk about plurking. <laughs> it's like play plus work. Plurk. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's a, it was a good terminology. <laughs> I appreciate that. Is that a, is that a, a given Davis original? Because I like that a lot. Who knows anymore? I, I probably picked that up along the way, I'm sure. Uh, but I will absolutely continue using it. <laughs> Thank you so much for that, for that beautiful reading. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for this amazing, very long conversation that I am going to break up into two different episodes because that's, that's how long we went thing. on for. And oh, I think, did we really? Oh, well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I expected <laughs> as much, but yeah, I think we'll be breaking this one up into a two-parter um, and that'll be great. Um, so uh, I am going to read a little bit about where folks can follow you um, and then you can read off these shows that are coming up and some information about that. Does that sound good? Sure. Okay. So for more about Given's magical work or to book a session with them for tarot reading and more intuitive work, visit bloomingfirehealing.com or follow blooming at bloomingfirepdx on Instagram. For more of Given's creative exploits, follow Given Q Davis Writes on Instagram. And it's funny because I barely read on there. It's a it's an intention. <laughs> oh yeah, who knows what the year holds though? It's a create it's a year of creativity. So you got you got time. That's um, true. I'm all about that plurkin. <laughs> the world needs content. Get on it. Um, so you have some drag shows coming up. Let's tell folks about those. Yes, I do. Um, the first one coming up is the next installation in space, the drag show, Destination Earth. We started at the Sun, which I hosted during the summer and performed in. 
and we are traveling through celestial bodies all the way out to Pluto <laughs> over two years. <laughs> so the next show is Earth, uh, produced by Max and Mars Presents, and that will be at Blackwater Bar on both February 10th and 11th, two shows, and the one on Friday, February 11th, is, has ASL interpretation. And that show is 11 to 30 feet slidey scale, but not a flaw, friends. No one turned away because we love you and art is wonderful. And we would love for you to, to see it. Um, after that is another show called Wicked Wizard, an immersive drag experience where there will be art installation as well as pop-up performances and a storyline running throughout the night produced by uh, Sunny Verbena and Marla Darling. That'll be on March 9th at the Get Down. That one's 15 buckaroonies. And the last thing on my calendar for the moment, please keep your eyes open for Drunk Herstory. If you've seen Drunk History, it is that with pre-recorded stories by drag performers that are then lip-synced and performed on stage. That'll be at the Alberta Rose Theater um toward the end of may beginning of april and that one is produced by shandy evans and dahlia hearts who are both delightful where i will be telling a story about jean-michel basquiat and it will likely not be very linear or articulate (laughs) (laughs) i love this multi-tiered conceptual story vessel yeah i think that's really fun and and great and dynamic because the watching drunk history it, it doesn't hit the same anymore so this is a lot more dynamic and i think gender expansive too so i love that i got to go out to the last one and i i just was scream laughing the entire time it was so much fun it sounds amazing well that's so wonderful um Thank you so much. Go give Given Davis a follow online. Um, I love you so much, friend. Thanks for being here with us. I love you. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Happy New Year. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. I want to thank Given again for being such an amazing first guest for the new year. Given also provided all of the music that you hear in this episode from his album, The Way Be Lit. I've also compiled some links for some of the folks he's mentioned across both parts of this episode that will all be in the show notes here. I would like to end by dedicating this first full episode to the memory of my dear friend, Stephanie Patricio, an incredibly beautiful queer indigenous activist and comedian who was killed by a drunk driver three years ago. I miss you so much, homie, and part of the reason I have been saying yes to things again is because I know you'd want me to thrive and live my life as fully and loudly as possible. I love you, fam.